Welcome to Our Weird World. I'm your host, John Henson, and today uh, doing part five of our episodes on aliens. This time we are looking at three people who claimed that they were contacted by aliens uh, from other parts of the universe uh, and just just weird stories, man. This is going to be a weird episode. Uh, really random cameo. In, this, in today's episode as well. Uh, and we're going to get to that first uh, in the first story here. Uh, other stories we're looking at uh, are George Van Tassel and Gloria Lee. But we are going to kick things off with the story of Elizabeth Clary. Elizabeth Clarer was born on July 1st, 1910 in the Natal region of South Africa. Uh, At age seven, she and her sister watched a meteor falling to the sky like shooting star. Pretty cool event. But then all of a sudden, this meteor got intercepted in midair by a pearly silver disc. And all of this went down near her parents' farmhouse. Um, It was a crazy event. And yet for some reason, Elizabeth, and I guess her sister as well, just didn't tell anyone about it for 45 years. And then in 1955, while she was reading George Adamski's books, and if if you want to know Adamski's story, we covered that back in episode 149. Um, But basically, as just like a quick recap, uh, George saw a meteor shower and then there was like a cigar shaped airplane. And then he encountered this crazy alien. Um, And basically uh, Adamski met this alien named Orthon, which was a blonde humanoid looking person who communicated with him telepathically, warmed him about the dangers of nuclear war, blah, 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 blah. Didn't, didn't take a, well, Orthon refused to be photographed conveniently. uh, And basically uh, you know, George kind of took this story, went all over the United States, tried to produce these quote unquote official documents. The FBI was kind of annoyed by him. Uh, he even like used his story to get out in front of like world leaders, wrote a bunch of books, you know, uh, started the speaking circuit, all of that kind of stuff. But really one of the more famous contactees was George Adamski, wrote some books. Elizabeth Clare got her hands on some of those books. And after that, she came forward and claimed that she had been receiving telepathic messages since she was a child from, from, from this guy. No, not, okay. Not, not Akon, the singer, but, uh, you know, (laughs) just an alien named Akon and Akon, he just wanted to make love. And so this is so stupid. Um, so I'm sure you were, you're wondering why, why I would think that. And it's because on April 7th, 1956, Elizabeth claimed that after, I guess, telepathically communicating with Akon back and forth, uh, she one night was just like decided that she wanted to see Akon in person. And so she called his ship to land on earth. 
And there, Akon did it. And Akon comes down and grabs Elizabeth and carries her up to Akon's mothership, where she was given a tour. And then, like, nothing really happened. But then... But then, <laughs> this isn't over. The next year, 1957, Elizabeth calls Akon back down and he comes down and he picks her up and transports him to his home planet of Meton, which is in the Alpha Centauri star system. It's not really important, but, you know, just in case you were wondering where Meton was, it's not a real place, but whatever. Um, there... Uh, Elizabeth and Akon had sex. They made sweet alien on human love. And even crazier, Elizabeth eventually gave birth to a, 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 I guess a human. it, It didn't really say if it was like an alien human hybrid. They just said it was a male child. And she named her child Ailing and then leaves Ailing behind uh, on Meton to receive, uh, I guess, superior alien education, which which really, I think, tells you a lot about the state of things in Africa, where you are like literally anywhere is better than Africa, at least to receive an education. Because this is an alien planet. We don't know anything about Meton, but Elizabeth, she's like, yeah. Uh, he's probably better off here than in Africa. And so she leaves him behind and she returns to South Africa. And all of this took just four months because of course it did. But like something about Meton's like planetary vibrations, like was affecting her heart. And so she wasn't permitted to stay there or even return there. So she goes back to South Africa which apparently she had been gone for nine years, but on Earth time it was only four months, whatever. And over the next several years, Akon and Ailing would return, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, she described, she wrote about her story uh, and described Meton by saying there were no cities or skyscrapers as Earth people know them anywhere on Meton. Homes were scattered in park-like grounds. There was abundance of all things needed by civilization, food, water, and all materials for building, an unlimited supply of energy on tap from the atmosphere in the universe, no shortages of any kind, and no monetary system at all. Oh, sounds so perfect. Um, She uh, ended up publishing the book Beyond the Light Barrier in 1980, which recounted her uh, extraterrestrial adventures. And then she kind of spent the rest of her life like in this sort of weird limbo between like defending her own experience and then also challenging other people whenever they came forward and claimed that they had either uh, seen Akon's ship or had their own experience and fathered or mothered children to aliens. It's real weird. Um, Clara did eventually die of breast cancer at age 84 uh she was working on uh another book the gravity file but it ended up being unfinished um what was completed kind of filled in gaps that she had left in her first book uh and also explained akon's electrogravity propulsion technology because she was going to understand that um she also 
uh, was telling people before her death that Ailing was now an astrophysicist and was crisscrossing the universe with uh, Akon, his space wife, Clea, and their son. This woman was absolutely bonkers. Or maybe she was telling the truth. Who knows? I, who am I to judge? Um, that's, but okay, I'm done with the Akon references now. Um, our next story is of George Van Tassel, who was born to a middle-class family in Ohio in 1910. Uh, he graduated high school early, got his pilot's license, and then moved out to California to work at his uncle's garage. And while he was out in California working, he met a guy named Frank Kritzer, who was a German Im immigrant who had come to California to try to make it big as a prospector. Uh, he claimed, Kritzer claimed that he was working on a mine near Giant Rock, which was uh, this 70-foot tall boulder in the middle of the desert. Now, during World War II, uh, Kritzer was suspected of being a German spy. And, like, this is all still happening in California. Like, the war, the war is going on. But, obviously, you've got all these tensions and, you know, especially... You know, like the Asians were sent to internment camps, you know, in U.S. soil, on U.S. soil. But people who were of German descent were also highly suspicious or at least deemed highly suspicious. And Kritzer was accused or suspected of being a German spy. And so police ended up raiding the area around Big Rock in 1942 and ended up killing him. So following Kritzer's death, George applied for a lease of the abandoned airport near the rock and was eventually awarded a contract to develop the airstrip for additional uses, not just private, but maybe some municipal, maybe some government work, stuff like that. Uh, although George and his family initially lived in a room that Kritzer had dug beneath the rock, George eventually built up enough money to build his own home and he also built up a cafe and a ranch around the rock. Well, in 1953, George began hosting group meditations in a room beneath the rock. And later that year, he was awoken by a being who had arrived on a spaceship from Venus. Uh, this visitor invited George onto the ship where he learned how to, quote, rejuvenate the human body. And so the next year in 1954, George began building the Integratron on what he claimed was a geomagnetic vortex in the Mojave Desert in California, which would help him perform the rejuvenation techniques that he had learned from the Venusian alien who had visited him. So using research published by George Lakovsky and Nikola Tesla, George intended for the Integratron to not only provide rejuvenation, but also to serve as a place to research anti-gravity and time travel. So he is way out there already. Uh, the Integratron was made of wood and it had a dome top that was somehow made without any nails or metal to keep it together, which George insisted would interfere with all of the mental energy. I don't know how he did it. I don't, I don't even know if that's accurate. Probably not. Um, but as he worked on the Integratron, George also hosted the giant rock spacecraft convention, which at its height in 1959 attracted as many as 10,000 people. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, because 1959, you've got uh, you've already got Kenneth Arnold doing a lot of his alien sightings and investigations. A lot of other people have been seeing weird spacecraft or whatever. But like we talked about a couple years ago, 
pretty logical explanation for this when you had, especially like Northrop Grumman, um, maybe even Lockheed if they were doing stuff around there, but some of these private aerospace companies were testing their own craft and they were under no obligation to make that information public knowledge. So of course people are going to be seeing crazy stuff flying around. And then beyond being visited by space people, who knows, right? Who, who knows? Um, but George worked on the construction of the Integratron for over 20 years, but in 1978, a few weeks before the grand opening of the structure, George died of a heart attack. However, the Integratron still stands today. You can go out to the Mojave Desert and you can take a sound bath for, I guess, if you just have run out of all options to help you relax. I don't know what a sound bath is, but I don't know. Go see if a guy who definitely claimed that he was visited by a Venus Venusian alien told him how to do it. So maybe it works. I don't know. Uh, our final story here, short one, uh, is of Gloria Lee, who was a flight attendant living in Los Angeles, who in 1953 began claiming that she had come in contact with someone named J.W., Lee said that she and JW, who was a Nordic alien living on Jupiter, communicated telepathically with her and that uh, told her that she was going to compile or that she was just going to compile a book of all the things that he had been telling her. Uh, additionally, she founded the Cosmon Research Center and helped spread the word about aliens. Now, quick little refresher of alien, uh, I guess, classification. There are three main types of aliens out there, right? You have the gray aliens, which were the stereotypical kind of alien that you might think of, right? Long, slender, gray body, big old head, black, glassy eyes, you know, no nose, just kind of like two holes there, no ears or anything like that. Small mouth, but then like big hands, like real goofy looking dudes, right? Um, but these these are the aliens that allegedly were part of the Roswell incident and some others. But again, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you had these private, uh, you know, pilots flying these craft that were able to fly higher in the atmosphere and at higher speeds than what the U.S. military had at that time. And so they didn't know what a human would need to protect themselves. So they outfitted them in these silvery gray suits, they had these gigantic helmets that made their heads look really big. Just saying there's some parallels there and consistencies there. So anyway, you had the gray aliens, then you had the reptilian aliens and the reptilians. If I remember correctly, uh, came from the alpha Centauri system, I think. So like, I don't know, man, maybe Akon was a great, a great, uh, a reptilian who knows almost sounds kind of racist when I say it like that, but it's not what I mean. Um, but yeah, the the reptilians, they are shapeshifters and they control now the poly like they basically burrowed underground with the rise of humanity and they uh this is I mean this is like David Icke is a big proponent of the reptilians and if you want to listen to someone who is clearly mentally unhinged, go listen to a David Icke seminar because this dude I don't know how he like you have to be seriously mentally insane to say a lot of the things that he says and do it with a straight face. All right. So 
you have the reptilians, they're shapeshifters. They can like take human form. And so people think that like Queen Elizabeth and George Bush, they were all shapeshifting reptilian aliens. It's real stupid. All right. Then you have the third classification of aliens, which were the Nordics, which came from the Pleiades, if I do believe, uh, if I'm correct on that. And the Nordics look like Scandinavian people. They are tall, white, blonde, blue eyed, muscular. I think it almost like someone was just real racist against the Scandinavian people. And we're just like, they are too pretty and too perfect to be human. They must be aliens. So that's what they are. Um, sure. I don't know, but the, some people kind of believe that like Nordics bred with early human forms, like Neanderthals and stuff. And so that's how you get some of the people that you have today. I don't know, man. It's all so stupid, but aside from all of that, all right. Uh, Gloria Lee claims that JW was a Nordic alien who was living on Jupiter. All right. And he's teaching her all these things. Uh, most of the teachings from JW, however, were similar to stuff found in the, uh, I don't even know how to begin to pronounce this word. Owaspe, O-A-H-S-P-E, Owaspe, I guess. Um, it's probably not even close to that. Probably like Oshpa or something. I don't know. Uh, but basically this was a version of the Bible published in 1882 that claimed to contain new revelations written by angels. Uh, this version of the Bible uh, was written by a dentist named Dr. John Newbro, who said that each person is basically assigned a grade according to how they treat other people. The higher the grade you have, the better your place in heaven will be. And I like that makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, right? Like the overall tone of the Bible, like if there's one big takeaway you want to grab from the Bible, it is just be nice to people. Love your neighbor. Do unto others as you would have them do. None of this other BS about gays and what you're supposed to eat and not eat or drink or listen to or wear or any of that crap. It's just be nice to people. And we kill Jesus because of that, which I think is funny. Um, I love the irony in that. Like, Jesus's core message, just love everybody, be nice to people. And then we killed him for it. I just, oh God, such great irony there. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so dumb. Um, Lee eventually wrote her book. She hits the lecture circuit with other uh, alleged contactees in the 1950s. And actually she garnered a pretty decent following. Uh, she even developed her own plan for world peace and designed her own space station. So she's, she's all in on this and I got to give her credit for it. You know, none of this really happened, but she sure believes it did. Um, she, in 1962, she even took her plans to Washington DC fully believing that they would be widely accepted and no one would make fun of her at all. And that is exactly what did not happen. She was immediately turned away. They were not having it. All right. They did not care. They thought she was crazy and I get it. You know, like just, you know, be realistic, right? Like I know there's so many motivational and like self-help gurus out there and like their core message is just like, just believe in yourself. Follow your dreams and you'll be successful. And that's what Gloria did. She did this. She totally believed in it. She totally believed in herself. She believed that she had been contacted by an alien who lived on Jupiter. She believed 
that she had a plan to for world peace. She fully believed it. And she is following her dream to go all the way to the top and get the government to believe in her because she believes in herself. And then they immediately turned her away. And in response, she launches a hunger strike and tells her fellow contactees that she was going to soon enter into a coma and that even though it looked like she was dead, she would soon return with a renewed spiritual energy to carry out her work. And guess what happened, you guys? I can't believe this has been deleted from history books because this is something more people need to know about. Two days later, Gloria Lee enters into this coma. All right. She's not breathing. She's not like for all intents and purposes, she is dead. And then four days later, she miraculously comes back to life with this incredible vigor and energy and is able to show the government all of these plans and they listen to her. And John F. Kennedy was real close to having this become reality. And really her initial blueprints became the basis for the international space station. And of course, none of that's true. You didn't, I like, I, I really don't think you believe that there's no way that's true because instead she went 66 days without food, which is pretty impressive. If I'm, I'm not going to lie. And then she died because you need food to eat. Um, also as of this recording, she hasn't come back yet. No one has seen her. And you know why? Cause she's not coming back. She's not, she's gone because none of this is real. All right, another edition of some alien stories in the books. Um, you know, look, I get like if I was a better storyteller, I would make you believe that these things were real. But I am just way too skeptical for a lot of this stuff, and I am sorry for that. I am just I default to logic, and when it comes to stuff like this, there's just so many more logical situations. But look, here's the thing: I'm not saying I have the answers. Right. Like if you want to believe that these people really talk to aliens, by all means, go for it. I don't, I have just as much evidence to prove that I'm right as you have enough evidence to prove that you are. And that is to say nothing. So like, whatever, dude, do you want to believe that aliens are doing the things with people and making babies? That's fine. Who am I to stop you? I'm just, I, it's my opinion that you're a lunatic and that's it. So let's see what else we learned today. What did we learn? Number one, Elizabeth Clare met Akon, not the singer. I don't know. Whoa. Hold up though. Hold up. Hold up. Right. Because here's the thing. Aliens probably don't age the same way humans do. So what if Akon came down to Earth? Because Elizabeth Clare has been dead, right? So what if he came back? He found out Elizabeth is dead. 
And so now he's just like, man, I want to see what life on earth is like, dog. And so then he becomes Akon, the R&B singer, and has like a handful of hits and makes his bag. And now where where has Akon been? Has anyone seen Akon since the Lonely Island? I don't think so. Where's he at? Hashtag where is Akon? Because I don't know. And I think <laughs> I think we need some answers here because it just it's been a while. It's been so long, as Akon would say. Uh, so I don't know, man, that's a mystery. Hashtag where is Akon? We, we need answers. Uh, number two, <laughs> number two, George Van Tassel built the Integratron where you can visit today and get a sound bath. So if you're ever out in the California desert, go get you a sound bath because that works. Uh, and then number three, Gloria Lee, so confident that, uh, an alien from Jupiter was communicating to her that she went to Congress and then went on a hunger strike until someone took her seriously and no one did 66 uh, days later, she died. So, uh, I don't know, man, priorities. Next week on our weird world, we are wrapping up our spooky October series with some stories about demons uh, and three more stories uh, from people who claim that they were possessed by demons. And uh, we will look at those. We are looking at stories of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, Michael Taylor and Elizabeth Knapp. So uh, th- what's funny, I think about next week's episode is like, there are a lot of people who the last four weeks have been like, yeah, no, this is real. But then I say, we're doing an episode on demons next week. And they're like, all right, dude, don't be messing around. All right. Let's just, uh, you know, be respectful. All right. Don't you, cause you can invite some, something in if you're, if you're, if you're playing loose and fast with that. So, so that's just, it's funny to me. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll see how it goes. It's fine. I purposely did that because I know more and more people believe in demons than they do in aliens from Jupiter and Venus. So that's it. Can't wait for next week. Thank you for continuing to listen. Keep telling all your friends and keep it weird. She's only 15. She's the reason. The reason that I can't sleep. You say illegal. I say legal's never been my scene. Oh, yeah. I try like hell, but I'm out of control. Pretty. Pretty so innocent. She says you ain't seen nothing yet. Brings me a dirty, dirty magazine. There she was for all the world to see. Oh yeah, I try like hell, but I'm out of control. Says to me, Daddy, can I have some candy? Ah. Want to be your nasty? Anytime you want, you know you can have me. How is this recorded? (laughs) All in the name of, all in the name of rock and roll. All in the name of rock. All in the name of rock and roll. All in the name of rock. For sex and sex, I'd sell my soul. All in the name of... 
all in the name of rock. Ugh.